Hey guys, welcome to the new and improved Cannabis Update podcast. We give leaders and organizations an opportunity to tell their stories and share information. All right, sticking with this summer's cannabis media theme, today I interviewed Jill Pollard. She's widely known as the founder of The Herb Life, which is a cannabis-themed magazine and lifestyle brand. And now she's involved with Pasha Brands, and she tells us about that too. If you know Jill, you know she's pretty cool. So it was just nice to sit down and catch up. I hope you enjoy. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Jill. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, You're welcome. Before we begin, we have to talk about the place we're at. Uh, This is Oyster Bay Cafe, which is, this is your neck of the woods, so. You're in my hood, I'm in your hood. Uh, Oyster Bay is outside of Inside Ladysmith? Yes. Okay. Outside of Inside. Outside of Inside (laughs) of Ladysmith. It's beautiful. We've taken some photos, uh, have to. I've never done a podcast on a dock before. But I mean, given the opportunity, how do you not? I know. so beautiful here. I mean, it's heaven. I I say that all the time about where I live. Yeah, Yeah. you're lucky. Lucky. All right, (laughs) let's go over your resume here a little bit as it pertains to cannabis. You are the founder and publisher of The Herb Life, Mm -hmm. uh, social media manager at Pasha Brands, which we'll get into. Uh, You're a contributor at The Growth Op. Uh, It's said on your LinkedIn page that you are course instructor at Mount Royal University. That is correct. For the yes. Cannabis Education Program. Yeah. Co-host for the High Friends podcast. Mm-hmm. And community manager, formally, at Lyft Resource Center. That's true. Yeah. Ha- have I missed anything? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's everything. That's everything? <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's go with a really tough question to begin with then. Um, outside of cannabis, who is Jill Pollard? Oh, God, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm I'm a mom. There's that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my identity is tied up in being Oliver and Esme's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, uh, you know, a huge fan of, of Vancouver Island and uh, an avid wannabe traveler. Uh, <laughs> why would you travel when you live here, though? Like, I why know, would you right? go anywhere else? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe for the food. Yeah, maybe for the food. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tell me, and we, we've done an interview before. It was at uh, Hempfest in Calgary. Yeah, that was Last fun. Uh, October, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, so you've gone over this briefly, but maybe just familiarize us with your story again. How did your professional life evolve into cannabis? Way back in 2013, I was running a small social media marketing agency. Yeah. And I had a friend who was applying for an MMPR license. Okay. And she approached me mm-hmm. and invited me to come and join the team. And, uh, you know, I sort of said, well, that's crazy. That's not a thing. There's no, can't, can't legally do cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, but she convinced me that I could. And I said yes. And I joined the team at Thunderbird, which oh. was the fifth LP awarded a license. Really? Yeah. That was early on then. You said 2013? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um... It's not on your LinkedIn page, by the way. I don't no. think. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't even exist anymore now. They're Emerald. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it was very small. I mean, it was, we were such a small team. I think there were six or seven of us mm-hmm. when we first started. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you're doing social and marketing, that sort of thing for them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that Although, your- I mean, everybody kind of did everything. We all just did everything yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah. But that was your first foray. That's where you really learned about the, the business side of cannabis. Yeah, that's where I saw a lot of 
stuff up, up close. Okay. You know. And answer this any way you want, but sure. previous to that, did you like uh, recreationally dabble a little bit with cannabis here and there? Um, I think dabble would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> I was treading very lightly on the question. <laughs> I would say that uh, my entire life, cannabis has been a presence. Okay. Maybe not when I was in diapers. <laughs> Maybe not when you're in diapers. That's probably a good thing. Um, well, then let's go into the herb life first, because that's probably your primary business right now. Yeah. Um, what exactly is Herblife? Sure. So Herblife is a multimedia platform, really. So we started out as uh, an online website. Uh, we branched out into publishing magazines and then producing mm-hmm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we have a strong social media presence. So really what it is is just uh, as many opportunities as possible to kind of celebrate cannabis. That's cool. That's cool. And you have a bit of a female theme to it as well, right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, when it started, it was very much just kind of like my personal blog, and I identify as female, and I Mm -hmm. just thought, well, that's the most authentic way to describe this. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, So what's the immediate or longer-term plan for the Herb Life? Like, where, where is it going? Oh, man, I wish I knew. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Well, the immediate goals uh, right now over the next couple of weeks is recording the second season of Sessions, which is our our podcast. Okay. Uh, And gearing up to publish the third volume of our magazine. So that's that's really what we're super hyper-focused on right now. Long-term, it's so hard to say. Yeah, it is tough. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Stick with what you know. You be you and and see where it goes, right? Right? That's kind of the only thing. Just keep trudging along. Yeah. (laughs) Talk to me about the Sessions podcast a little bit. And you very graciously allowed us to repost them in the Cannabis Media Collective. Graciously, you're too kind. No, I mean, mean, good (laughs) content helps that go along too. And I think uh, with everybody publishing content together, it helps us to get to... I think so. Yeah. Like rather than look at things as, oh, that's a competitive podcast, I would much rather be like, no, 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 those those are my buddies also yeah, yeah. doing this. Yeah, and it's good. Yeah. It's it's nice. The concept is cool that you have different people every time talking. Yeah. Different backgrounds. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's a yeah. little different. <laughs> what are your ideas for season two? Sure, sure. So I really wanted to take a closer look at retail. Um, okay. I wanted to look at social responsibility issues. Uh, and I wanted to broaden the, the sort of range of guests. So we've gone across the border a little more this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're looking at some of our American friends a little more. Um, the concept behind the show is that the only constant is Tiana, who's our facilitator, right. moderator. Um, and really for every episode, we invite somebody that we admire to come on and have a conversation with somebody that they admire. Cool. Um, hopefully about cannabis to stay on brand. But <laughs> Yeah. And is Tiana from the island here? Tiana's Australian. And uh, right is she now in she's... in Australia? No, okay. but she is going back soon. So she's oh. in Vancouver. Okay. All right. Let's move on to... Pasha Brands. Pasha, yes. Now, um, that's something new that you're involved with. Is that correct? Fairly new. Fairly? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what exactly is Pasha Brands? Sure, sure. So, Pasha Brands is a Prohibition-era brand house. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what they're really focused on is the concept of craft cannabis Mm -hmm. and supporting micro-cultivators throughout Canada. Okay. Uh, So, through various partnerships, notably BC Craft Supply, they work with uh, micros to help scale up, uh, to become licensed, and then okay. to operate within the regulated space. And at the same time, they're looking at 
bringing on board legacy brands mm-hmm. that were formerly unregulated and bring them into the like into a compliant space as well. So for me, that was particularly exciting being uh, you know, a long-term BC resident. Mm. We were talking about these brands that I know and love. And so the opportunity to work with them and help to develop their social strategies, you just you can't pass that up. So these are brands that um, operated within sort of the legacy framework prior yeah. to legalization. Yeah. But were there actually brands out there that you yeah, can for that you sure. can relate to? Yeah, so if you look at, um, here's a really popular one, it's okay. Earth Dragon Organics. Mm-hmm. So this was a brand out of Salt Spring Island and they created like handcrafted uh, cosmetics. And, and by cosmetics, I mean like bath salts or bath bombs, okay. topical products. Um, they have one of the most engaged consumer bases that I've ever come across. Oh, really? um, you know, I spend most of my time now explaining to people that I'm very sorry that we can't fulfill orders. Really? <laughs> and it's just a feeling like I'm breaking hearts. Um, but it's it's so gratifying at the same time to be able to work with these brands that have developed these relationships and mm-hmm. these really, really enthusiastic followings. Okay. So yeah. you're not just working with uh, growers then? No. Um, how are you different than the BC small cannabis producers and processors, like cooperatives like that? Sure, sure. It's not a cooperative. Okay. Uh, so Pasha is is the company itself, and then the brands become subsidiaries. Ah, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's neat to see the different uh, business ideas and concepts materializing these days. Everyone's looking for a different and unique way in which to be involved. Yes, and uh, this is definitely different. So, how many organizations are actually uh, underneath the Pasha umbrella right now? Would you oh, say approximately um, ish give or take? And what's really interesting about this particular company is that it's not just a situation where they go in and they buy the the rights to the brand. Okay, many times the founders or the employees come with. And I noticed that it's actually public already, too. Is yeah. That so the Canadian Stock Exchange? Yeah, and the Frankfurt Stock really? Exchange. Yeah, very recently. All right, got the ball rolling quickly. <laughs> um, so how did you get involved with Pasha Brands? Um, okay, so I've been working with them for some time mm-hmm. as a you know a contract worker, consultant, sort of doing that thing that a lot of people feels like nowadays are, you know, commitment-phobic about work. And yeah. That was me for a while. Um, but... One of the people that I work very, very closely with is Jamie Shaw. And right. I, I absolutely love the Jamie. Legend. Yeah. The legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's fantastic. And so, you know, she, she sat me down and invited me to join the team. And, and uh, yeah, I just, how could I not? Oh, <laughs> so it's through her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's awesome. I had an opportunity to interview her a while back. Yeah. And she's a wealth of knowledge. I could probably have her on once a month. Yeah, I know, um, right? <laughs> you should hear our weekly uh, meetings. <laughs> is, is there anyone else involved with Pasha who's notable, who's interesting? Like, like, And, and why is that team important? Yeah, okay. Tons of people. Absolutely. Okay. So you have Susan Chappelle, who handles government relations. Mm-hmm. Susan is just a powerhouse. She is she is there to advocate for small growers. That okay. is you know, her singular focus. And then you have uh, Dr. Bridget Simons, who is our chief science officer. Wow. Uh, Bridget's just, Bridget scares me. She's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> if that's possible. Hey. <laughs> right? I mean, she's fantastic. Um, Rosie Mondin is on the board of directors. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see, you have Patrick Brockman, who's the founder and the executive. Wow. Uh, executive chairman, sorry. It's just, 
It's, they, they really, they brought together this incredible team of people. I mean, on the communications team, you also have Amanda Siebert, who, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. she's a fantastic writer. Yeah, yeah, of course. So she's involved too. Yeah. Wow. Good team. It's like yeah. the, the all-star team. The yeah. all-star team. Um, so what kind of companies are you guys still looking for to get involved with? Do you actively go out and recruit companies? Uh, well, that's not necessarily my role. So okay. what I would do would be kind of your funnel person if they approach us through social. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know definitely on the BC craft supply side, we're always, always looking for micro applicants to work with. Okay. So you are the social media manager. Yeah. Talk to me about that and some of your obstacles then. <laughs> I, we always gripe the media people. How do we do this without, you know, uh, getting in trouble or whatever? But um, know, how right? has it been doing social media for Pasha Brands? It's been one of those challenges that is exciting and rewarding all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it is what I do is I help develop the strategies for these brands that are already existing. So I'm taking brands that have a name, have a have a place already mm-hmm. online, and I'm just helping to bring them into compliance. Um, Sometimes I get to be a little more creative around graphics and videos and fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it's really kind of massaging the current right. messaging okay. to fit the regulations. Um, are you keeping all of the streams independent then still, or is yeah. everything being published now as Pasha? No, everybody has their own voice. Everyone has their own voice. Okay, yeah. so you're working with multiple companies and helping them on multiple social media streams, yeah. uh, a variety of digital applications, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, we're looking at, like, if if we were just to talk about various social media profiles, we're looking at 25 or more on a given day that I'm paying attention to. Are you using a scheduling application? (laughs) You You have to, right? (laughs) Hootsuite? (laughs) Not Hootsuite this time. I went Buffer. Oh, Buffer. I like the interface. Okay, fine. (laughs) That's cool. Okay, let's change uh, gears a little bit here. Sure. Mount Royal University. Talk to me about being a course instructor. First of all, this is Mount Royal in Calgary. In Calgary. How did yeah. you how did you land that gig? <laughs> David Purcell. Wow. <laughs> okay, so what do you do there? So I teach the branding under the Cannabis Act course online. Uh, it's otherwise it'd be crazy commute. <laughs> yeah, online, of course, and that makes perfect sense. But yeah. um, what is it all about? Sure. So really what it is, is it's uh, the students are looking to enter the cannabis industry, technically, you know, usually in a marketing or communications capacity. Mm-hmm. So my job is to help break down the advertising regulations so mm-hmm. that they're understandable, so that they make sense as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> and send them out into the world to uh, make great content. Are these people who have, generally speaking, uh, a formal background in design in oddly social. no no um, I thought there would be more of that but yeah. a lot of these people appear to be coming from other industries and not necessarily from the marketing department of those industries okay yeah. okay and these are people who uh, are currently engaged in the cannabis space would you say or are they more students like younger people who are I would say usually they're adults so not necessarily younger students typically they're looking to move into cannabis maybe Mm -hmm. they want to apply for their own grow application and they're looking to maybe be a um, 
you know, a micro, a self-starter. And so they want to get a good grasp on the regulations of what they can and can't do. Okay. And this is all part of an overall course that you would take that would include other... Um, yeah, you could. I mean, you can take each one independently or yeah. you can take them all together, but they have like operations and cultivation. I think they're developing a QA course. Oh. Yeah. Well, I won't ask you too many more questions then because uh, if somebody wants to know how to market in cannabis, they should take a course. They should take the course. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to all these podcasts where we complain about marketing in the cannabis space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so David Purcell reached out to you. Yeah. So he is uh, involved with the Quantum Polytech University, mm-hmm. which is where the course originates. Uh, yeah. And he, he reaches out to all of the instructors, I presume, and, uh, and sets them up and... I've been, yeah. I've been trying to hook up a podcast uh, with people at Mount Royal for a while and maybe some students. And, you know, we keep kicking tires and sending emails around. Really? It'll happen sooner or later. Yeah. I think. I'd if like I to can get... help in any way, you let me know. All right. <laughs> so what other professional plans do you have coming over the horizon? Like, we've got three main things right now you're doing, I guess. Yeah. Right? So our next Mount Royal course starts in September. Mm-hmm. So I have some time off from okay. that. Okay. Pasha is ongoing. And Pasha would really be my day-to-day main focus right now. Right now. Okay. Um, Herblife is in a place where we have a strong enough team that I'm not necessarily there all day, every day yeah. anymore. Um, but as we move further into... You can hear the plane overhead, by the way. Know, the we are actually plane. sitting on a dock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry to cut you off. Oh, that's okay. As we get closer to uh, going to print with the third volume, then it's going to be far more hands-on for me at that point. Um, print is really tough, isn't it? Print is ridiculously tough. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, we were never supposed to do more than one volume. Really? That was, we just wanted to do one. Okay. A one-off, a commemorative issue. And it was so fun that we were like, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And then that worked well. And so now we're on three and see what happens. Keep going. What's your frequency? Uh, twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah. Although I toy a lot with the idea of scaling back and making it an annual Maybe just like a much bigger volume once a year. I've talked to a few people who have put out publications over the years, um, and I think distribution is one of the hardest things. Distribution's really tough, and we're in this really weird place where... like we can't necessarily go mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, you know, we've been very niche for for the last two issues, and that was fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we hooked up with a big distributor for Volume oh. Three, who okay. got really excited. Oh, you're going to be in chapters. You're going to be in, you know, all of these great main, you know, mainstream retail stores. And we got really excited mm-hmm. until we realized how much that would scare off our advertisers. <sighs> really, huh? Yeah. So, like, and what do you do with a magazine um, that focuses on cannabis and cannabis culture in a place like Chapters? Do they make you put like a plastic cover over it, like it's a pornographic magazine? <laughs> like, what what, <laughs> what are the restrictions pertaining to that? You can't yeah. have people consuming or anything on the no. cover. No, and you're not going to have you know like a a cashier at Chapters checking ID before they buy the mag before someone buys the mm-hmm. magazine. Uh, so it was just this really tough decision, mm. and, and in the end, we went well. All right, let's work with this distribution company for the digital version. Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll get it into more platforms that way. But I think for the physical one, we're going to have to keep it sort of scarce. Yeah. Okay, fair. Yeah. Have I missed anything? No. Anything else so. going on in your life? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I mean, it's summer, so I'm really being super lazy. (laughs) Yeah, well, we were talking about parenting before uh, we started. And uh, for all of the stuff that we do, it's probably the center of what we really do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seven days a week, we do that first. And then we dabble with the stuff. Um, Okay, how do we find out more about Pasha? Oh, uh, pashabrands.com. Mm-hmm. That's your best place. Otherwise, we're pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Check us out there. Mm, yeah. The usual um, social streams. Yeah. And how do we find out more about you? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I am most active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a, I'm a hardcore Twitter lurker. I'm, I'm there. I might not necessarily respond all the time, but I'm there. Okay. You watch. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Um, Reactive. <laughs> and what's, what's your uh, Instagram handle? Uh, Jill underscore Pollard. And uh, I spell my name with a G because I have fun parents. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't call you Gil then. Please. I mean, you could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Anything we haven't covered? Um, no. I, other than, you know, I would love it very much if your listeners would go and check out the Herblife website. Mm-hmm. Check out some of the content. We have so many great writers who are just killing it with their stories. We, um, we try to really take a fun approach to cannabis. This is, you know, this is how we feel about cannabis. We love it. And we want to share that for our stories. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for this. Thanks for meeting me out here in Oyster Bay. This is wicked. Um, anytime you want to hang out on yeah. a dock by boats. No yeah. doubt. We could even have a beer here in the whole shebang. I don't think it's it. cannabis here at all. No, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you always have to look for places where you can do that too. Uh, thank you for this. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Huge thank you to Jill for that chat and probably the most beautiful place I've ever recorded a podcast. To find out more about Jill, check her out, as she said on Instagram, at Jill underscore Pollard, and that's with one L. And hey, if you want to sponsor this podcast, reach out to me, michael at distinctmedia.ca, and I will send you a media kit. The media contributors within the Cannabis Media Collective do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for any inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but please take the time to research the details for yourself. 